five, four, three, two, one. Hey everyone, welcome to the very first episode of the Moon Tea Podcast, where we discuss craft, community, and the pursuit of a meaningful career. Uh, I'm John, and I'm Hugh. And yeah, let's see where this goes. How's your day going, Hugh? <laughs> Great intro, man. <laughs> For the first time, that was impressive. <laughs> On point. <laughs> My day is great. After that intro, even better. <laughs> I've I've listened to podcasts before. <laughs> you sure you didn't I, practice I a few times? Because that was that was on point. <laughs> Dude, that's that's uh yeah, it's 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 all practice for me. All you do now in the bathroom when washing your yeah, hands, you're like just <laughs> five, four, three, two, one. In fact, in fact, like this conversation right now is practiced yes. <laughs> yes we've been practicing for many days for this um so yeah i i thought i thought it would be cool to talk about like like why are we starting a podcast maybe a brief introduction of who we are um and then try to try to answer the question why should someone care? <laughs> Diving right into it. <laughs> which, we're, which, uh, we're bringing you quality content, viewers. <laughs> if you ever listen to this, you'll know. Drop off within four minutes or not. This will be it. To be, to be fair, uh, partially figuring that out for myself, why someone would care. But I say, I say, let's run with it and let's try to have fun. Kind of see what happens. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah, I'm actually really excited about this. Uh, a bit of a backstory. John is one of my closest friends and he came up to me one day and he's like, I kind of want to explore a bit more just out of work about, you know, things to do that are that make me happy and to be kind of more of a fulfilled and full type of person. And I was like, wow. What do you want to do? And he was like, you know, I'm thinking about art. I'm thinking about maybe a podcast. I'm like, dude, <laughs> awesome, man. <laughs> and then someday, somehow, he reached out to me and was like, you want to join? I was like, if I get to hang out with you, yeah, man, of course. So, dude, excited. If if I get to hang out with you, <laughs> right back. Especially during you. quarantine. My oh my, <laughs> what a thing. But, um, uh, but uh, I did, I detoured. What was what was the point of that again? What are we? We're trying to focus on something to let viewers drop off if they don't find any interest in this. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, let's let's not worry about the the viewers right now. Um, but uh, I guess I guess I guess for you, other than apart from having fun with it, like what would what would be kind of a cool scenario? with like what you get out of this podcast? Honestly, the, the thing that really made me excited about this, all jokes aside about viewers, because we genuinely have probably viewership of you and me, maybe those oh, yeah. close to us that are just yeah, giving starting, us pity. Starting with two. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And thank you for the loved ones for spending their time to get this far. But... I was really interested in finding a medium of expression to have a way to kind of like just spend some quality time with someone that one, I really like respected the opinion of, and we always have deep conversations that kind of tangent off into really random rabbit holes that go pretty deep and, or sometimes very just surface level. And we were like, Oh, we don't know that much. We kind of want to learn more about it. Um, and then the goal of that is just to either at a foundational level, keep learning from one another keep that conversation going because it is hard when we live in multiple different states or different states but you like to state hop nowadays which is pretty sweet we'll get into that someday and then um long time vision is kind of where can this go where can this kind of conversation go it's just kind of if one starts a product and i call this a product and if one creates a product with someone that has the intention of not really 
becoming famous for it, but just having a good time and also having good intentions behind it and using it as something that like passes the time in a really nice way, but with the extreme, extreme satirical, but possibly let's make this happen goal of making every single thing we do with the goal of figuring out how to get us to have tea on the moon <laughs> by making an NGO one day or a nonprofit or a cryptocurrency to support this that everyone has a bit of a, bit of a stake in. <laughs> then we get everybody to go to tea on the moon. I think it would be a fun project. Just how do we keep building community? How do we keep building our knowledge? How do we start to talk with others and um, start to just learn about other people's is perspectives and uh yeah what about you john i think that was a bit of a rant but hey that's hey, not a i like story. that <laughs> i like that and that's that's what we're here to do to go on our own monologues and and uh and uh see if we can dig deep figure things out um so for me the desire to make make a podcast uh came from the initial feeling that I was consuming a lot of content uh, and I was learning a lot, but, but that was it. I was, I was just consuming content that other people made and I just wanted to try it for myself. It seemed, it seemed like a fun thing to do. Um, I wanted to be more creative just, just because I, I feel like I feel like throughout life in general, things are better when you try to carve your own path, like and like have your own take and have your own style with things. Um, and and you and I have our own variations of doing that, uh, but in the big picture of things, we both ended up in a nine to five. Uh, kind of doing the the uh corporate slash startup life um and yeah i think i think both of us are just kind of like wrestling with this idea of of uh how do we find meaning in our work in our careers in uh yeah like whatever we happen to be working on and yeah and uh, hopefully other people can relate, although I, I feel like that's uh, every millennial right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I, ju- I just want to train my muscle of building things like and and just just like unapologetically being like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make a website for it. Like, yeah, let's see what happens. Why not? Like, you know, I, I woke up the other day. I was like, I'm going to be an artist. Maybe, maybe I'll be an artist someday, but maybe not. And, but I want to try. Um, in terms of more specifically, um, I, I think that people who have really cool jobs, like when I, when I think of someone who like has the job that I want, it's, it's someone who gets to interview uh, cool people and like people who have done really good work. And so if we keep this going, then this kind of becomes an excuse to bring people onto the show. So in the very beginning, it'll be our friends who will be like, okay, I'll, I'll chat with you guys for an hour. Sure. And yeah, I mean, even, even that would be pretty cool. So let's see, let's see how that, uh, how that goes um yeah what a badass so how's your how's your week going so far been fantastic so far it's been hard oh my goodness actually you want a a little insight i got sued yesterday (laughs) for three and a half hours (laughs) i was in a virtual zoom courtroom for three and a half hours being sued because <laughs> and, and it's nothing too crazy but i i I've, let me preface this i'm a very good driver i've never been in an accident before never got pulled over that's on record and 
I had my first very minor three to five mile an hour fender bender where I was the person fender bendering. And that was about two, two years ago. And some people decided to go to one of those accident lawyers and ended up asking for $90,000 plus dollars. Wow. In whatever you call it. And so then Geico was like, yeah, no, this sounds, sounds suspicious. All three of the people, even their like 12 year old kid are having, like, it's like I destroyed their lives from just a, a minor thing. And we all were talking in the parking lot and everyone was doing fine. And, you know, yada, yada, long story short. And this is just my side of the story, of course. Um, but my, oh my, it took two years and we had our final, the, the arbitration meeting yesterday for three and a half hours. And I had a Geico lawyer and they had a lawyer and we had a jury slash, uh, not a jury, a juror slash arbitrator, who's another lawyer. And they went back and forth and I had to like testify under oath. And I was like, wow, this is the first time I've ever testified under oath. The other people that were uh, accusing me uh, talked first and testified and such, but it was really interesting. I was like, wow. My head was like kind of spinning 30 minutes into it. I was like, oh my goodness, I have adrenaline and I'm sitting at my home chair. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was really kind of crazy to, to see the nuances with which certain people kind of, do you want to know that some, you know, the person didn't have a driver's license and two years in 2017, um, they also were in an accident where they were rear-ended and they also didn't have a driver's license. So like, they haven't had a driver's license even since being hit and still don't have a driver's license even to this day. And there's no reprimand for that. And there's like Arizona is interesting because it's a, uh, a pure fault state or something like that, where even if they don't have a driver's license, you can't have, you know, they can still get insurance, which just sounds fair to me to, to hmm. an extent, but there almost comes a line where it's like negligence in a sense. And I'm like, huh, like California, I think is a bit different where, if someone doesn't have a driver's license and you're the one that rear-ended them and you have insurance, of course, I have really quality insurance, but um, that being said, I don't think they can do some stuff that you're able to do in Arizona. So if you're thinking about being sketchy, I guess you can move to Arizona and, you know, play the system. Great. Well, we'll keep that in mind. <laughs> um. Yeah, I've had a I've had a variation of that, but I I went to court because oh, what happened? Uh, yeah, I I think I rented a car and then I I something like that, and I didn't have the license and registration when I got pulled over, and so I could have mailed it in, but I didn't know how to, and there was a court date for it, and I. I took the day off, went all the way to court, kind of sat there for a while. And then when it was my turn, I just, I just went, yeah, I had, I had insurance. Here it is. I showed it to the judge and he, he said, great, you can go home now. What? And it, it's pretty wild to me that I had to go through all of that to, to show them that I had insurance. That sounds really weird. But I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't mad. I think I was probably like 20 or something. I, I don't, but it was, uh, it was just interesting to sit there. Be like I'm here. Weird. And so wait, so you were, uh, you were in an accident and you had to show proof of insurance at a court. I know. I think I just got pulled over for rolling a stop sign or something. Oh, I see. And then but, you have to prove insurance then? That sounds... I, I, think I, I think I didn't have the insurance card. Oh, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Anyways, I, it's a crazy I think this kind, of stuff, this kind of stuff makes me... Uh, I, I usually end up ranting about how America has too many lawyers. <laughs> and yeah, you know, you know, we have per capita, like... 10x the number of lawyers as the second uh, <laughs> you're kidding most right? lawyers i'm not surprised capita. i mean I'm not surprised. don't don't quote me on it because 
I haven't looked it up in a while, but we definitely have the most per capita lawyers of any country. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, I think another interesting thing is people who like, there are certain like prestigious jobs, right? So there's lawyer, architect, doctor, et cetera, et cetera. Like it sucks to be a lawyer. It sucks to be an architect. Like why are, why are they prestigious jobs? Do you think it sucks to be an architect? Oh yeah, it sucks. Really? I know for Wait, a fact why? it sucks. Uh, Lawyer, sure. I can see that. They lie or fight for weird things all the time and such. But what about architect though? Like, are they? It's not ethically gray. It's not where you're fighting to win. It's uh, yeah. I think I think it's one of those jobs where uh, the the people who do it have to really want it like like the people who are architects just didn't have any other option because they said I, I just don't know what else i would do i love doing this but i mean it's the it's the traditional working long hours and not getting paid a lot for it mm. um so i don't have statistics for you but just from just from people that i've met who are in that world um, like one person went to graduate school for it and she's been, she had been working in the architecture world for five, six, seven, just several years. And, and she had a, she had a contract role and she didn't have health insurance from, from, from the firm. Wow. And I have a, I have another friend who works 60 to 70 hours a week and he he manages people who are older than him uh so he's he's around our age and and then when yeah when one day we were like hey how much do you get paid and yeah it, i mean yeah it was it was less than i was expecting so and they yeah. usually hourly salary probably hourly or contract uh well if you're if you're full-time then salaried mm. or if you're an um, agency i guess too right yeah yeah same same thing with doctor like it just sucks being a doctor i don't know man i think some doctors like being doctors some doctors enjoy it it, it depends on the profession because like becoming a doctor isn't just a doctor though a doctor's like i become a pre-med student I go to med school and then I specialize and then I specialize again and they kind of get more choice. I wonder how specialized you can get with selection, the selection process in um, uh, architecture. Cause like one of my best friends from, uh, uh, he was, yeah, he's a, he's a doctor now, psychiatrist trist is the path he went down somehow like he it was crazy it didn't expect it but he i thought he'd be some other type of doctor but didn't know that was like technically the doctor field and they study for many years i had no idea it's incredible. yeah yeah i'm not i'm not saying it's a bad option and there are a lot of people who who like it it fits it fits them and it fits kind of their their goals and um and like like they like to study and they like to learn and they like to take tests. I wish I were good at tests then. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, I probably, if I studied harder, maybe I would be speaking differently, but. Um, Do you think that interior designers, like I know in tech, right? I have a lot of background in tech as DU and I feel like the modern day architect can also find such like if the, someone's really unhappy in architecture, I'm like, some, I've only had a few interactions with people that are in that space of environmental design. And the few that I have were part of the interior design department at Airbnb, right? Cause they were building out a lot of different um, 
HQs around the world, especially in San Francisco headquarters. They were building out another one on like Brandon Street mm-hmm. a few years back. And they seemed like a really cool team. Like they like I don't know if what architecture I guess my understanding of architecture is a bit limited, but if people are more interested in kind of like they were able to design space like i thought that was so cool like they were able to use you know rhino and other type of softwares to really look at an empty space and then think about how people would move and flow through it and like listening into those conversations here and there and having like uh that just like i was in the art department on a few tables over so i kind of like could hear sometimes and they're like we're really into it i was like wow but i guess working at airbnb is kind of just broken it's pretty broken of a company like their their experience and facilities and amenities and like packages for like just you know tea in their thing in their forty dollar tea per jar times five in like a counter is ridiculous so i guess everyone's kind of quote-unquote happy there but i don't know i feel like i'd be i let's bring on an architect i want to bring on an architect that's great. like one of our first few people that we should bring on and learn more great and we'll just say hey does your life suck yeah does it rock and then let's <laughs> bring on let's bring on someone else who could we have pitted against them to kind of like mirror them and then be like, you know, you could have found something else that made you a bit happier, maybe a bit less money. I don't know if it's for money, but uh, that'd be interesting. Uh, well, we can no, 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 start with trying to have one guest before we, before we run with two. <laughs> Are you sure that it'll be so good? It'll be interior designer versus architect. No, Everyone kidding. wants to be on our show. <laughs> We're going to the moon, man. Um. Yeah, and and yeah, every everything I said about it sucks to be in X career is super generic, and there are exceptions to every every uh, every generic uh, thing that I say. So I will I will say that caveat. Um, but but hey. How how's how's the uh, the tech? So so for those of you who don't know, Hugh is a designer, mobile developer, and now product manager. He does it all. Tomorrow, what what can he do next? Uh, Not very well. Let's be real. <laughs> like what what are there's there aren't any other jobs, Hugh. You you just do it all. <laughs> Yay. Or maybe maybe I do so many or have done so many because I was just so bad at each of them. <laughs> I had to keep finding a new one. I don't know. I've seen your designs. You've built apps. Yeah, I mean that's that's the interesting thing, because I I feel like there are there are the few people that I work with who are extremely confident in themselves and and they're just on this rocket ship and they're 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 grinding away just just out there to hustle and then and then there are the rest of us that are just sitting there and being like where's my beer did we open a beer yet (laughs) (laughs) yeah the rest of us are being like how did i end up in this room (laughs) dude seriously Oh man. Um, yeah. It's kind of crazy to be honest. The tech industry is really weird. It's just uh, anybody can kind of end in it. One of my favorite things I ever heard, I, I don't even know if you asked me a question to be honest, but if you did, I, I don't remember it. But uh, <laughs> was like an interview from one of like those lost interviews of Steve Jobs or something. Mm-hmm. And he was explaining how the people on his quote unquote pirate ship because he he had like that pirate flag in the beginning of the apple days and they really mm-hmm. tried to felt like they were outliers and, and you know, going against the grain and it was really cool to see the kind of culture that wasn't you know traumatizing by him also but um i just want to things- say that i just want to say that steve jobs was a dick <laughs> and it's it's 
<laughs> kind of wild that he's this celebrated entrepreneur. I mean, yes, he built great product and he he was the first to kind of integrate design and product so seamlessly. But he was he was also a really mean person and like seems like he was pretty unhappy. I mean, okay, I'm I'm not going to say whether or not he was happy. I I did I didn't know him, but he was mean to people. And so I don't I don't look up to him that much. I I'm just going to say that because everyone celebrates him. I agree. No, I fully agree. He was but, genuinely you, no, no, I, I will. Let's totally tangent there. I really don't care about talking about me. Dude, Steve Jobs, yeah. <laughs> that's the reason. That and Elon Musk, as we all know, are the reasons I went to San Francisco after graduating college, right? So, ah. um, so Steve Jobs as well. Yeah, man. I was e- reading his autobiography. and uh, By like, Walter Isaacson? Yeah, yeah. So I was, I was reading book. it. Yeah. I graduated. I went to a small liberal arts college in, near LA or in LA, I guess, but outskirts. And should have gone to Hollywood, right, to work as a, a slave for, um, excuse the language, not slave, as as a as a serf, I guess, um, as a prediction assistant, where you just kind of like run around doing people's laundry just to like get in the door to be in the film industry, because I was a media studies major, film photography focus, and then I read Steve Jobs' autobiography, well half of it, and then I read the other half when I was there. And I bought a one-way ticket to San Francisco two weeks after graduating. And I heard Elon was up there too. And I was like, oh my God, these two people. What's going on here? Great. Wow. And then I that is, that's, a, that's a great book, by the way. Which one? The, uh, uh, by Walter Isaacson, Steve yeah, Jobs biography. It's called Steve Jobs Autobiography. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I love the writing style. Steve, Walter Isaacson. Oh, yeah. He, good job. He is, he is uh, top on the list of biographers. And did you did you read Steve Jobs' autobiography? What autobiographies have you read? Because I know you are reading uh, one right now too, right? Am I? Oh, I you I said was that reading, just me last time. Um, I I I slut around with different books all the time. So <laughs> bad boy. <laughs> oh, you bad. <laughs> hey, no slut shaving here. <laughs> I I was reading. Uh, I was reading a biography of Genghis Khan for a while. Oh, yeah. Read it about halfway. Uh, that was pretty cool. And then uh, right now I'm reading a book called Show Your Work, uh, which is a really quick read and just says like, show your work. And I was like, okay. That's cool. What, was, what um, are they about? What, what got you interested in them? One or the other? A coworker recommended the first for somehow, somehow we were talking about about Korean emperors, and then he's he's just been recommending podcasts and books. So that happened, and then um, the second was recommended by someone who does YouTube stuff, and it was just kind of what sparked his uh, foray into writing a blog, and then eventually making a YouTube channel. If I could ask one sentence that was interesting from one or the other, what is it that stuck with you? That one, sometimes you read a book and you just don't remember what it was, but if you oh, find yeah. like that one thing, it's annoying, but you're like, I guess it was worth it. You know, was yeah, there anything that was kind of like that one thing for you? Yeah. And a- after this, uh, same question to you about the Steve Jobs biography. Hmm. Um, so in the Genghis Khan biography, uh, turns out, his mom his mom has a pretty weird story she was she just got married she was like 16 years old she just got married she and her new husband were riding a horse to go to another village and then these three brothers just just jumped them and said hey we want we want your wife and then she she went to her husband and said Leave, leave all you can and take my tunic for you shall remember me. And then, and then one of those brothers just married, married that girl. Like that, that, that was, that was just the common thing that happened. Like, oh shit. Oh man. 
got got these these three guys. They have bows and arrows. Uh, I guess I'll give up my wife so I can live. Did you watch the the film that I once recommended to you when I heard you reading that? But I suspect no. you did it. No, I didn't. <laughs> John, what? What? Come on! What kind of friend? What kind of friend does that? No, I'm just kidding. There's so much out there to do and uh, read. But I definitely suggest anyone who is not listening uh, watch Mongol because John is not watching Mongol. Mongol is such a good film. Um, it's like it would be so cool. I like. I want to read the autobiography. And then watch Mongol again because it's the closest. Or if anyone has any other suggestions, yeah. like it's very raw and real of just how their culture was and how like Genghis Khan at, at a young age, like of his life at a young age before he became Genghis Khan, um, and of his family and his wife and her getting kidnapped and mm-hmm. you know it was really funny. One of the things my dad really liked about it was he's the one that recommended it to me. And he was like, you know, this is actually, it's really interesting. And one interesting quote that he kind of used in his pitch was there's a part where the dad is telling Genghis, you know, at a young age, he has to pick, Genghis has to pick a wife from a, a number of ladies in a certain village, I guess. They just had to do it to honor some type of thing. And the dad was like, you know, what you look for in a good wife, like their sense of beauty for Mongols at the time, right? Was, you know, something, something strong legs, Ooh. like thick, strong legs. Ooh, okay. And I thought that was really cool. And that's what my dad was saying. It's just like, it was such an interesting insight and thought of, you know, our culture is so, you know, exaggerated in what a beauty standard it is for a beautiful woman in a very non-healthy way i would personally say um maybe for, it was exaggerated for, back then too but they didn't write but it then down. i think that's pretty pretty cool though if they're saying like this lady thick strong Ooh, legs she got, like she that's, got thick legs <laughs> right damn daniel <laughs> look at them legs <laughs> thought that was cool um yeah i is it on netflix oh no idea uh, okay well i'll I, I would like to eventually watch it and <laughs> I can, I can maybe I will. Really quick. Right, uh, Mongol on Netflix. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. What were we talking about? We are talking about something. Yeah, uh, what, sure. what about what about Steve Jobs' biography stood out to you? Oh yeah. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I can't get out of my head that he was such an asshole. Like that, that the fact that you said that, I totally agree. But there are things about him that just kind of like, just continually at that age too, when I was kind of like addled, like uh, most millennials are for becoming, making that next big app and growing rich and famous. You know, this guy, he really was such a good marketer and brander of that type of propaganda and. I, I, but I do want to be the devil's advocate. Like I actually was enamored by him, even though I know, and because I've been so intimately read on him and watched so many movies and such, and watched so many like YouTube videos of people that have been with him that have interacted with him. You know, like I did, I've done three plus years of research over time on him. It's crazy. It's just, I had a huge rabbit hole on him. Like a lot of people do, I guess, but um, just the way he would talk about products. Like one of my favorite facts that I truly do believe that I believe that made him so successful, but he also struggled with it because he didn't know how to communicate very friendly and, and be a team player and supportive of others too, was he was, if you look at like, an, I wish I could find this image. I've looked for it before and I can't find it online. And it's a map of nodes. And it's a map of ideators and ways in which different teams and people and pods of people and groups in an organization at Apple uh, were creating products. And then, sure, he's CEO and stuff, but different types of CEOs do different types of things. But it was interesting, and I really can't remember the exact time period that this chart was, but it just showed so many nodes interacting with each other, but 
a high percentage interacted through him. Like he was a person that may not have had the technical skills. He wasn't a was, but he had understanding while also being a person who was able to connect dots in a, in a, in a way that again, wasn't friendly, but he had a, a, he's definitely like a visionary, right? I like got into a bit of an argument with some other friend of mine the other day. Who's like Steve Jobs, uh, not Steve Jobs, Elon Musk doesn't do anything. He's just a guy with a name and he's, it's all the smart PhDs under him that do everything. And he doesn't come up with anything. And I'm like, Oh my God, hold me back. Hold me back. <laughs> uh, you know, Pull me but back. I think, Pull me yeah. back. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I like made dinner with him and the parents and they were going. So I was like, hold me back parents. No, I didn't say that, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was really interesting that that's a lot of people do say that about Steve jobs too. And I just want to, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I feel like they're similar except Elon's. A, I don't know. I actually don't. I think Elon's pretty friendly. He seems pretty friendly on a, on a surface level and a marketing level, but he does work like a whole, like a, like a 70 to hundred hour weeks. And I hear there's culture at SpaceX and Tesla. Like if you're an employee there, they work crazy hours. Yeah. I mean, during the model three ramp up, he was talking about how he was working. What was it like 120 or 130 yeah. or 140 hours? Yeah. And oh my goodness, come on, Elon, that's bullshit. <laughs> like, and I don't know, maybe, maybe he's, maybe he's, uh, Maybe he's right about that, but maybe he's counting, like maybe he's sleeping in the factory and then counting all the other times. You know, let's, but. I actually, let's call the first like peg in the ground. I don't know how we'll do this in the future, but like, that's something I really want to discuss. Cause you know, we're talking about craft community and building, uh, what was the third one? It was building a positive, the, like the a, pursuit a good, of a meaningful career. I love it. Yeah. Pursuit <laughs> of a meaningful career. Right. Mm. Um, I, I really want to just talk a bit about and put a pin in for us to discuss work-life culture and the culture of bragging about how much you work. And Ooh. also, and secondly, part B of that is bragging about how early you wake up because is it just me or do you like, unless you work, wake up early, cool. And you feel all good about yourself. That's great. You should, but like, I get really annoyed by this type of culture that's propagated and espoused by people that are successful. And it's crazy how you never hear any other sound bites. Like I've read through, like been looking through things all over online, all YouTube material, all these different people, you got a first early bird and gets the first worm or whatever, you know, like I just, Am I, what do you think here, John? Tell me, tell me what your thoughts are. Cause you can tell I have feelings here. Yeah. Um, well, I think I'm better than you because I woke up at five 30 this morning. I'm done. <laughs> done. Where's the end End everything. Moon T project canceled over this. I'm over it. <laughs> Friendship. Where's the unfriend button? <laughs> Where Dang. is it? Um, I agree. And it's not healthy. And I, I wish more. I mean, I, I think companies are starting to realize that it's not healthy to, to propagate this culture where you're, you're working a lot of hours. There's, um, you're, you're always behind. I mean, I do feel like I am always behind, but, um, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of that either. Uh, it leads to burnout. Um, also, also, I, I find it, I find it hard to believe that, that, that many, well, I, I can understand for a specific time and place, it makes sense to put in a lot of hours. Maybe you have a deadline or maybe, maybe your company is on the line. But when you think about what is sustainable and you think about how do you come up with good ideas and how do you not hate what you're doing, like there's a, there's a balance to it all. Um, I mean, I'm just some guy with a microphone 
And meanwhile, Elon Musk has defied everything I just said. And so obviously take what I just said with a grain of salt, but uh, I, I, I do like, like, I, I definitely don't have this goal of long-term trying to work the most hours, trying to wake up the earliest. Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I think it's, it's hard, it's hard to see why people would want to do that other, like why people would not want that. Right. Yeah. You know, the thing that, the question that I want to ask, I just want to make a spreadsheet or a site. We'll have it on our forward slash, you know, moon T what is it? Moon T podcast.com moon T podcast mm -hmm. forward slash <laughs> early wake up list. I don't know. something, but basically I want to, I want people to ask when somebody says, what time do you wake up? When some, when somebody says the time that they wake up 4am, 4.30, 5am, or I want them to ask, what time do you go to bed? Like, I have, you'd have no idea how many things I've looked up, how many times I've tried to find out what is the hour that people go to bed when they espouse waking up early. To me, I strongly don't believe that I like the reason I believe it's a, it's a brag and not a lot of fact for a lot of people, but some people I like, even yourself, you wake up early, but I know you go to bed early, right? But I think a lot of people, if they brag about how early they wake up, should also have the gall to say what time to go to bed. Because if you go to bed at 9 a.m., 9, 9 p.m., 8 p.m., you know, you're no better than me. You're just sleeping at different hours. But if you think you're better than me because you wake up at 4.30 a.m. and you go to bed at 12 p.m., one, I think that's totally unhealthy and you shouldn't be doing that. That's you know, your blood pressure is going to go off the roof for most people. I, I have gone down rabbit holes for sleep, sleep schedules in like different ways. I even tried one time doing like an Uberman where I go to bed and wake up every three hours oh, um, for 45 minutes for a 24 hour period. When I was at Airbnb, I actually worked the whole night where no one else was there. And I just was sleeping every three hours for 45 minutes. And <laughs> it's a really productive night, but I like saw the cleaners at like 3am come in. It was really interesting. Um, but Totally tangential for another time if we ever do that. But yeah, I just think people shouldn't be feeling, should be, should do, no should or shouldn't. Just, I just don't like the culture of the people that work, wake up early are the only successful ones. Um, I just don't think that's fair for people who wake up a bit later or a I bit later than that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think people are saying that. I mean, I mean, like there are so many, there are so many, uh, like so much to uncover to this, like number one, what does success even mean? And number two, like, as long as you're getting enough sleep, like who cares? Right. Seriously. And right. I don't have a number three, sorry about that, but, but yeah, I mean, the only reason I'm waking up at 5.30 is because I work East Coast hours. Yeah, it makes like sense. Like, I, I would not otherwise. Um, but Like, other people who wake up early, if, if they're waking up for the stock market and stuff, morning bell, if that's what the game they play or the work they do, if they have overseas meetings and such like that, totally understand it. But, like, the fact that it's dogmatic, it's become a dogma that those who wake up early are successful without any qualifiers, without any edge cases or understanding of the nuances of that, I think just propagates already American society that's already unhealthy and working culture. I, well, well, I, I think we can both disagree that people who wake up early are automatically successful. Like whatever that's what success people espouse. Means. That's what the people who are the successful ones say. If you watch like, 80% of motivational videos and like people talking that are successful. This is totally non-factual and very, very, mm -hmm. I feel this is definitely I feel like, don't. 
I feel like you're just, just watching David Goggins videos. I'm just kidding. Dude, no, David Goggins is legit. He's like totally, I don't, I don't know. He, he doesn't, I don't think anyone would take from him a humble brag of 4.30 a.m. It's just like 4.30 a.m. David Goggins does it. Cool. The guy jumps in ice pools and runs 24 hours worth of running every hour a mile or something. I don't even guy, know. But that the guy, guy is, fights, the guy yeah. fights forest fires. In I'm his talking free about time. people that are just kind of like pedestal, very successful people. And just if you take a tally, I, I just challenge the assumption. And I, and I, again, I, I would like to prove this one day. Maybe I will do the research in the next year uh, before, you know, whatever. But I, I put out the challenge to look and see how many people say waking up early and correlating that to success to people saying, I don't really wake up that early and correlating that to success. And those are successful people. Like if you take a tally of successful people that have a platform to talk, I just don't feel from all the things that I've ever heard that I've ever heard more than like one person ever say, yeah, I wake up later, but I'm successful and you don't need to wake up that early. What does, what does success even mean? Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. Mm -hmm. We're talking about people that are really wealthy that are, have a platform because other people look up to them because they have a lot of money and they created a company that possibly got a really good liquidating event or something. And we're talking about people who have just societally conventional, you know, tribalistic mentalities of how they ascended the, the hierarchy of power of having the ability to have quote unquote effect over other people's with their words. And you don't get that overnight. You get that through money in America a lot of the times, not only, but that's a high way to do it. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely look at it differently. And really? I'm sure Tell you me do more. Too. I love this. Tell me more. Oh, oh, well, oh, I thought you were about my point about how you look at it personally or about how well, my statement is. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, it's pretty simple for me. The people who the people who do have fulfilling careers, the people who are doing interesting work, the people who have interesting projects are the people who have rare and valuable skills. It's pretty simple. It doesn't matter what time you wake up. And I mean, and that's, and like how the, the next question is like, how do you get rare and valuable skills? Um, I think it helps to be happy and healthy. So that's pretty simple things like, sleep well, have a good diet and exercise. And it helps to, uh, which is the little bit of what our podcast is about is to have a craft and just something that you get a little bit better at every single day for like a decade. Like chances are you're going to be pretty good at it after a decade. Um, and then I think the kind of the right way to do it is to be super focused and not have distractions when you are learning and when you are working. I think that's it. God, I love you. What a guy. <laughs> you make me so happy. That was great. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you wake up at 5 p.m. Like, um, Truth be told, I wake up at 4 a.m., so none of that actually matters. No, I'm just kidding. Ooh. <laughs> Flex. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. But I wake up at 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. I think we have, uh, I don't know, like 10 more minutes. Anything else you want to rant about or or bring up or or no i never actually yeah. asked how was your week man <clears throat> before we got into everything else yeah it's good same old work uh we found a uh kind of a park nearby so nice place to watch the sunset there's there's a view of of the entire uh like one side of portland and then there's a river that runs through it so that's pretty that's cool. been cool but oh and also you're a um, 
uh, an intro for John, the the most important part of this whole episode. Dude, you you you're an incredible developer and have is now as well as an artist, you know, um, and and podcast host. <laughs> I, I think anybody who has one day the privilege to have listened to a podcast this far will definitely just kind of I have no doubt will realize like wow what a deep and like interesting guy who also works on really cool stuff and one day we'll get more into it but yeah do you want to talk a bit more about a bit like about what you do professionally um, as a developer um well I I appreciate I appreciate what you said I actually actually do not think of myself as an incredible developer like I, I think of myself as as I'm like so many things break and I'm trying to trying to fix things and um and hope hopefully my company likes me enough to keep me around so <laughs> I, I uh yeah, so I, I definitely don't think of myself in that way. Um, and I think that's, uh, yeah, I, I actually used to think of myself as really smart, but the moment that I stopped doing that, I discovered that I work a little bit harder. So, yeah, I'm, I'm I, th- I think my IQ is at 100. Like, I, <laughs> I actually, I actually think that I'm totally average and and I, I, I am, I am in most ways. I think something I'm really good at is having like a high pain tolerance. So like I could run a marathon tomorrow if I really wanted to, but other than that, pretty average. And then below average in other places, like emotional intelligence, <laughs> <laughs> but we don't have to get really into that right now. Um, uh, in terms of what I do, uh, professionally, I, I'm a software developer. I, work at Virtue Financial. Uh, so I, I get to tell people that I work in finance, which which gets, pe- gets some people excited and most people don't care. Um, and I, outside of work, I, I try to be outdoors. I, I try to do hikes on the weekends. Um, I'm, I'm exploring this art side of things. Um, I do, I do my own investing. Um, I'll say that I've I've beaten the S and P five hundred, which I'm super happy about. Uh, what else? I hang out with cool people like you, um, and I don't watch that much TV. So like I I read a lot. I listen to a lot of podcasts, um, and yeah, just just your average person who likes working on software an average person who thinks about electric cars and autonomous cars and what the world could look like all right Hugh your turn do you want to introduce no, your, no, listen, yourself let's professionally let's end the episode there no that we have five so more good. minutes we have no, five more minutes oh no, my goodness yeah. finish with the with the best uh trifecta no no no, no. wait <laughs> Uh, um, what what me what am i about what do i do let's see i yeah let's see i was um a lot of things i've had like like in college i like changed my major like seven times i but as we know, went to San Francisco without a job, changed my profession, worked as like a recruiting coordinator for a while from the ground up, and then ended up, long story short, as a designer at my current company, Tribal Credit, which is really awesome. Uh, funny, we're both in financial, fintech, financial technology. Mm-hmm. Um, started as a designer there. I actually went in for a developer interview and then the CEO was like, you know, you seem like you can do design and development. Do you want to do one or the other? And I was like, oh, I got to choose. Sure. So I came out of designer. That was kind of funny. And then I designed stuff, UX, UI, and then 
went on to developing mobile apps, tried to start up before for about a year. That was how I taught myself to code. I funded my education with the $14,000 I had in my bank that I saved up for three to five years, three, three years. No, not three to five, three years in San Francisco where I got paid very low wages and was living in the city. So I had like no money. And with the money and that I had, I spent it all every month for a thousand dollars, $500 to a thousand dollars a month for 10 months on myself. And I ended up with $500 in my bank account, pulled out all my savings, a little I had of everything. Don't do this children. And then, um, ended up with the job that I have now because that startup failed because uh, I was egotistical and idiotic. Uh, but I learned how to dev and I learned how to design. I did all, a lot of it. I had a partner um, and it was really fun, but it didn't go anywhere because a lot of <clears throat> things we'll talk about in the future. Lessons learned. Iterate quickly. Get it out there. Iterate first and just make it happen and then keep doing it. Don't just build and not release. But anyways, and then a uh, developer built a mobile app for the company I'm at too now for Tribal and then I've ended up transitioning recently to become a product manager. So what that means, still uncovering to the day. Um, but on the free time, I think John forgot to mention about himself too. He likes to bike. So one day, my one of my dreams and aspirations is actually to go on like a three to five day biking trip, all panniers packed with John and camp yeah. along, you know, I don't know, anywhere, PCH. I've already done the PCH, but I'll do it again because that was a terrible journey with like 14 little kids on. That was I oh, want to do just the homies, dude. And then, um, yeah, decently athletic, mediocrely intelligent, but you know, have a have a zest for life as John and I both do, and that's kind of like why we gravitate towards each other. And Ooh. you know, um, just interested in crypto, blockchain, open source technology community building just like what community even means how do you like instigate local people to connect with local people and and be more friendly with one another especially in like a more social media age um and then also just trying to like how do i prioritize my life i'm such a wreck in so many ways mentally like physically i'm i'm try to keep you know in shape but you know there are mental struggles there too but overall i'm i'm a decent person I think I'm just like at least nice to people because I want to try to be nicer to myself and, you know, hopefully this is fun. Yeah. Dang. For those of you don't, who don't know Hugh, he's actually killing it. He's just very, very, very humble. So I think we should change our podcast to the average guys. <laughs> That'd be a good one. Um, Hey, would you work at Fink? Like, would you work in a, at a giant corporate tech company that pays a whole lot? Um, I feel like there's a lot of things I'd have to think about if we're being honest about it. I mean, it's not all about the money, but I think mm -hmm. you know that. I think that was a trick question. I see what you're doing here. No, there'd be a lot of interesting factors because I definitely do believe that people are really happy at big corporations and i think mm -hmm. that millennial ideal and probably gen y gen z um also have similar type of um, dogmatic sayings that have been influenced upon them as well uh you know like i don't think working for the man is a terrible thing all the time um some men or women to be honest let's be real ooh. here ooh, we're, so we're new age look at us go no slut shaming, you know, no, <laughs> no, no working for the man, but the woman. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot of things we should unpack that one day in an episode. That seems yeah. like a fun little future thing. People and myself, if we don't have anyone, doesn't really matter, but that'd be cool <laughs> if we do. Uh, I'd be yeah. down to talk with you about it. That'd be fun. Cool. Um, sounds like, sounds like it's been about an hour. So pretty good stopping point do you want to do you want to say the outro yeah totally definitely um five four three two one thank you very much everybody for listening to the moon tea podcast our host today john say hey hey and hugh say hey Hey, <laughs> are wrapping up the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. And it's been a pleasure spending about an hour with you. Hopefully not too long, not too short. Uh, diving into the esoteric and the mundane. 
but hopefully not too mundane. Um, here once a week for every week for the next 365 days, we will be having a podcast just like this, meandering down through different lanes. We'll probably take some topics soon. And uh, yeah, we'll keep talking about craft, community, and the pursuit of building a meaningful career. Mm-hmm.